You're listening to Beltway Beef, official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association's Washington, D.C. office. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of NCBA's Beltway Beef. I'm Hunter Ehrman. One of the best days of the year is National Ag Day, which gives us an opportunity to thank our nation's dedicated farmers and ranchers. To celebrate National Ag Day this year, NCBA's very own Cattlemen to Cattlemen TV show has produced a special episode featuring Texas cattle producers involved in every segment of the cattle and beef industry from gate to plate. Joining me today for more information on the special episode is Kevin Ochsner, host of NCBA's Cattlemen to Cattlemen and a cattle producer from Colorado, along with Kate Maher, executive producer of the show. Kevin, we'll turn to you first. Tell me about Cattlemen to Cattlemen's Ag Day special and why it's so important to tell the stories of America's cattlemen and women. You bet. And thanks for having us uh, on today, Hunter. Um, you know, we, we've always done a Ag Day special. This year, we decided, as you indicated, to, to take a little different twist and actually uh, go into the field and highlight the beef industry from gate to plate, showing what happens at each one of the segments. And frankly, uh, what a great job uh, cattle producers are doing, uh, taking care of and stewarding not only the the livestock in their care, but the uh, environmental and natural resources in their care as well. And so this year for our Ag Day special, we just thought it was really, really important to allow beef cattle producers themselves to tell their story in their words. And uh, and we had a great, great set of interviews in Texas, uh, Hunter. Well, Kevin, as a producer yourself, what does National Ag Day mean to you? Well, I think uh, a couple of things, Hunter. Um, I, I think it's it's uh, National Ag Day is an opportunity to, uh, to to really highlight the people who are working hard every day to produce um, the safest, uh, most abundant, and frankly, tastiest protein in the world. Um, National Ag Day gives us an opportunity to celebrate the hardworking farmers and ranchers across the country uh, who are investing their time and energy and effort and taking enormous risk in order that uh, Americans and consumers all over the globe can enjoy uh, safe, affordable, and abundant food. And uh, when I think about it as a cattle producer myself, I think sometimes um, the public um, misunderstands a lot of what happens in the beef cattle industry. Uh, uh, for example, um, many people think uh, or ask the question, why do you why do you feed grain to cattle? And, uh, and yet we know, Hunter, that uh, that is one of the the ways that we have become so productive, in fact, the most productive in the world in terms of pounds of beef produced per per animal. So, so it gives us an opportunity, Ag Day gives us an opportunity to really highlight um, the, the, the people who are um, investing their time and energy to produce uh, the food uh, that, uh, that we all as consumers get to enjoy. Now, we've said the phrase gate to plate a couple times so far on the podcast, but I'd like to break that down. So, Kate, can you tell us a little bit about your part of the trip where you uh, visited some cow-calf operations, which represents the start of the cattle and beef supply chain? Tell me a little bit more about that experience. Yeah, thanks, Hunter. Um, it's uh, it's just so great for the show, um, for the opportunity that Cattlemen to Cattlemen has to get out across the country um, and visit so many fantastic cattle operations all across the U.S. Uh, for Ag Day, as Kevin mentioned, we were uh, out in the field. You know, to me, when we're talking to cattle producers and, and bringing them information for this show, there's no better place to do that than from the field. So we started with Gary Price. Um, we kind of worked around the Dallas-Fort Worth area, Gary Price in Texas, who is a former National Environmental Stewardship Award winner. And, you know, you step one foot on, on Gary's place for about two seconds, and it is easy to see why he won. He and his family won that award. They are true stewards of the land. Um, they are true stewards of the cattle. They are improving the environment every day. Um, they 
are just the knowledge they have about their genetics and the land and the resources and all they do uh, in an area that's really being sort of grown up around them. Um, you know, resources are being taken up by other houses and being taken out of cattle production. And Gary is still finding a way to make it work and produce beef for a growing world. Uh, we went from there to Ruder Bright's operation. What passion that man has for the history of his ranch and the legacy of his ranch and the environment that he stewards. It just makes us so proud to be able to tell those stories on this show of what these we, these folks are doing every day, um, specifically in this Ag Day episode. And like Kevin said, all around the country every day. Um, it just is such an honor to tell these stories and to see firsthand the pride, the passion, the commitment, the knowledge, the innovation that the producers have to start the process at the cow-calf level that then carries upon the chain that eventually ends up as beef on beef on somebody's plate, whether here in the U.S. or around the globe. Um, so it was an honor to tell those stories, and I really hope that our audience can just really see how passionate those folks are about it um, and, and enjoy this episode. Now, Kevin, we also know the feedlot sector is an important part of the cattle industry. What was your experience like visiting with some cattle feeders in Texas? You bet. We went to Besner Beef and had opportunity to visit with several folks uh, that feed cattle in the Texas Panhandle. And um, and I think one of the things that I walked away from that interview with is just how impressed I am at the, at the teams of people, the facilities and the technology those people utilize um, in, in order to uh, to care for cattle in, in feed yards. Um, and, and that's just like uh, feed yard operators do all across this great country of ours. But as I indicated in my comments before, you know, one of the things that I think we can all agree to in the U.S. beef industry is that um, the one thing that makes our beef different um, and, frankly, demanded by consumers all around the world is the quality of that beef product. And not just the quality, but the fact that we have grain-fed beef. And um, that allows us to do a couple of things. It allows us to, to you know, take animals and <clears throat> put them in feed yards like the ones uh, we visited there in Dalhart, Texas, um, and, uh, and feed them um, uh, concentrated ration uh, to uh, allow us to provide that marbling and that great taste that consumers around the world have come to, to know and appreciate about U.S. beef. Secondly, the one thing that we we sometimes forget is that people like to have great tasting beef year round. <clears throat> and if we go back 100 years and, and recognize uh, the, the days in which uh, only we could, um, you know, feed cattle grass and harvest them uh, in the fall when the grass ran out and, and, and that being a you know, uh, a less seasonal or a more seasonal kind of approach. Today, through feed yards, we can take cattle and put them in feed yards and, um, uh, and and in some cases put cattle on wheat pasture before they go into feed yards, which we saw some of that down in Texas as well. And in that way, we can make certain that there is a 12-month supply of, uh, of great-tasting beef, um, you know, for American and global consumers. And, and so those are two great things that the feed yard industry does for us, and, and, and they are tasked with the responsibility of uh, getting these, these calves or yearlings in and, and uh, getting them up on feed and, and caring for the health, and at the same time, uh, being good neighbors to those people around them. You know, many people don't like the thought of large um, farming operations or large, ra or large cattle feeding operations, but what Kate and I saw down there 
were feed yards who really, really care about not only their cattle, but their environment and their neighbors and the kinds of things they were doing uh, in terms of, uh, of of taking care of those cattle, in terms of um, utilizing technology. We talked a lot about technology that people will hear uh, in, in, in the program um, in, in order to, to make things both more efficient, but also uh, technology that, like drones for cat- counting cattle that, that allows uh, folks to do their do- job and um, and be easier on the cattle with less stress on the cattle. So so it was just incredible to hear these uh, very, very progressive feed yards talk about what they do on a day-to-day ba- basis uh, to, to put that great tasting beef on the plate. And I might add, you know, Hunter, they're doing it at a time with incredible challenges. Uh, they talk a lot about the drought, what that's meant to them, uh, and uh, the challenge that's created in both feed costs and in some cases animal health. Um, and, and so they are they are dealt with challenges every single day and and the, the way they're able to to care for so many cattle do it so efficiently and um, with such good uh, animal and environmental stewardship uh, is really quite impressive. Now, Kate, you ended the show with a visit to the Meat Board, a butcher shop in Fort Worth, and I've got to say I was just drooling over the meat case there. Tell me a little bit more about what those guys are doing. Yeah, it was really fun to visit a place that uh, is taking such pride and care with the end product. Uh, You know, as we visited the cow-calf operations and then the feed yards, which to Kevin's point were just so incredibly innovative and scientific and and hands-on with the care of those cattle before they get to a place like the meat board that was serving up um, not only fantastic lunches from the meat um, in their shop, uh, but then also offering a beautiful meat case to consumers in the Fort Worth area um, for them to to take home and experience some high quality, that that grain-fed beef out of great cattle from, from great operations, taking care of the land. It just all came together. It was so fun to see. Um, yeah, I, uh, I could go back there. I could eat lunch every day there and probably not get tired of it and then take a steak home every night from there and not get, get tired of eating it. Uh, what was really impressive to me there too, uh, was again, just the passion. Uh, I love seeing the, the passion and the care, um, that beef producers have all the way, whether you're running stalker cattle, whether you're calving them out, whether you're feeding cattle, whether you're riding pins, and then like Don and his team at the meat board who are just so passionate on a meat science end of it. Um, and his staff there are taking care to cut the, cut the steaks, to highlight the quality, um, and then really have a chance to talk to the people that's buying that product about what goes into it, about everything that we had seen um, from all our visits across Texas to put this episode together. They can talk about the genetics. They can talk about the the quality. They can talk about the marbling. They can talk about how to cook it. They can talk about what cattle means to to the environment and to the community in terms of raising cattle and bettering the environment, uh, you know, what they bring to rural communities, to being good neighbors, um, and then just ending with a really great really great beef product on somebody's plate at the end of the day. Uh, I'm like you, I was, I was drooling. Um, I'll order my steaks from there anytime I can. Um, again, it's just really fun to see the, the end of it. I think sometimes along the beef supply chain, everybody's got their job and they do it so well. Um, but it's fun to step back and see the whole picture, uh, from that, from that mama cow that has that calf and does her job and, and everybody else along the way to finally see the final product. And then just, 
as we were there, Hunter, taping that day, just to see the people that were just admiring the beef that was available for sale, that was they were really enjoying their hamburgers and steak sandwiches. Um, it's it's really just fun to see that big picture come to the final conclusion of it. You know, anybody in the beef industry, whether you have 20 head of cattle or 2,000 head of cattle, you're putting that beef on somebody's plate. And I hope everybody along the way feels proud about that. Kevin, you have hosted NCBA's Cattlemen to Cattlemen for some time now. How do cattle producers benefit from hearing stories like the ones we covered on this Ag Day episode? Yeah, I have and have enjoyed every minute of it. It's um, been one of the, the great experiences of my life. I, I would I would kind of key in on a couple of things that Kate said. And the first one is pride, right? I, I think one of the things that cattle producers uh, gain when they watch Cattlemen to Cattlemen and episodes like the one we produced uh, for Ag Day is you can't watch this episode without being proud to be part of a of a winning team. Everybody wants to be on a winning team. And, and, and you uh, sit there and you listen and learn from these producers uh, about what they're doing and how they're doing it. And, um, you know, it, it just makes you look back and say, yeah, I'm part of the beef industry, just just like uh, Mr. Besner there, you know. Uh, and uh, it, it, is, uh, it, it is something that it, you just take great personal satisfaction and pride when you see other people in the industry uh, that are doing such good things and, and representing our industry so well. I think the second thing uh, that people gain is is you gain an appreciation for um, different types, uh, different segments within the industry and different types of producers and frankly, different geographies. I think one of the things that people have told me in the past that have watched our show is they just really enjoy hearing and seeing how different beef production is from the folks that are doing it, um, you know, uh, just outside the Chesapeake Bay and the people that are doing it in uh, the dusty high plains of, of West West Texas. Um, you, you really, as you watch our show, get a, a deep appreciation for the, the different environments, the different challenges, um, the different tools and technologies that people are utilizing uh, in order to uh, to be both um, productive and efficient and long-term profitable and ultimately sustainable in this business. So I think appreciation is the second thing. And the third thing is is that I think people um, can, can gather lots of, of insights and learnings from watching shows like the one uh, that we do. You know, it, it's impossible not to, to to watch these episodes and and say, you know, I, I wonder if I could do that. Maybe, maybe that's an animal health practice that I could uh, uh, engage in. Uh, I, I sat there at the feed yards and, um, you know, asked myself the question, well, gosh, what, what of these technologies could I incorporate in my own operation? Uh, and, and so I think that's one of the things that uh, we try to bring people all the time. Education is a real big part of the show. And I think producers who watch our show um, would would tell you that uh, that they become educated, they gain insights, and and uh, they get challenged to do things differently and think of things differently based on the people and the stories uh, that we feature on Cattlemen to Cattlemen. Now, Kate, what is your message to cattle producers about the value of Cattlemen to Cattlemen? Well, first of all, um, my message is just thank you for the opportunity to tell your stories. It's really an honor to bring that information um, to, to large audience of beef producers. My feedback would be what I've heard from our viewers, which is always really encouraging. We love to hear from our viewers. Um, I had a viewer tell me recently one time that it was like going to um, a field day without having to leave leave his farm. You know, when you think about um, 
all the information that's available out there through our industry in terms of education is fantastic and it's so important. You can't always, always get there. So we try to bring that to the show um, to make, you know, to, to sort of say, here's some things that are happening, happening here. Maybe there's some value uh, to, to our audience um, in terms of trying new things, in terms of a new product. Um, I've also had somebody watch our show um, who is a cow-calf producer and watched a segment where we, um, we did a show um, about BRD once. So we visited stalker operators and feed jars. And his big takeaway not only was, you know, just about the important, the what BRD can do to the industry, but really, um, he's like, I used to put my cattle on a truck and sort of not, that was it. And he said, but seeing what the people down the line, um, you know, seeing what, what they had to do, um, it really changed some things for, for him. And it changed some ways that he operated. Um, it changed a few things that he did in terms of buying genetics. And I don't know, it's just really encouraging, uh, when we hear from our audience that they've been able to utilize the information um, and and take it back and, and make everybody better because that's what we're all trying to do. I mean, all of us in the beef industry just want to make sure um, that we're we're doing the best we can to produce the the best product at the end of the day, and we're under constant stress to do so. From you know shrinking natural shrinking land to natural resource management to consumer demands to regulatory, um, you know we're all in this together and. So I hope that our show really helps our audience sort of feel that too, that we really are all in this together. Um, and if there's information exchange, if there's things that we can do um, to, to help, that's what we really, really want to do. Well, Kevin and Kate, thank you so much for joining the podcast today. And be sure to tune in to RFD TV at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on National Ag Day, March 21st, to catch this special episode of NCBA's Cattlemen to Cattlemen. This has been another episode of Beltway Beef. Don't forget to check us out online at policy.ncba.org or catch the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, including SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts.